And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course, and it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, and we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Well, hey Jim, it's Gary Plummer. Hey, what's up? Still trying to get a tour story. You seemed interested a few months ago. My podcast. Oh, you have a podcast now? <laughs> I do. Yeah. I hear a lot of people have podcasts now. Um. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's up? What's I just it about? hope that. It's about people being on tour and telling me stories. Um, so what's up? You you need something? I'd love to get a lot of shit going on over here. Okay. Well, I mean, if you can't do it, you can't do it. But I'd love to get a story well, from you. I yeah. I, is there any like money up front or anything like that? With like, <laughs> no, no one makes any money off podcasts. I I mean, I could well, probably I, find. Find some dough for you if you if you want. That'd be helpful. I mean, okay. Well, how about this? You seem annoyed, so let me see if I can get some money together and then I'll get back to you. I mean, or don't, you don't call like, me back. Yeah, I don't want to be the dude who's that got his fucking hand out rattling the can and shit. But you know, like you've got some agenda, so I need to make sure that my agenda coffers get filled if that's a real okay. metaphor sounds good okay so just okay. call me back or whatever you know but i'm fucking busy and i need something okay all right i got you to make this okay. make to make this make sense okay okay good you want to give me your cell not really no um just okay. try to you know try to get a hold of me okay. 
if, if like if if it makes sense, if you understand what I'm saying, I don't have to say it again. But I got if it you. makes sense I got for you to call me back, okay. then call me back. And if it doesn't, then don't. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. Good talking to you. In this episode, Jim Fairchild tells us the dangers of drunk roughhousing on a tour bus. As a result, he sustains a perspective-changing injury and has to learn a new way to play his guitar. From Ruinous Media, this is Tour Stories. All right, so in 2003, my old band, or I guess my still current band, actually, Granddaddy had just put out a record called Someday, and we were on tour with Pete Yorn. We were supporting him second of three. We were in the meet and then show sandwich, I guess. And it was like a six-week run. Granddaddy was a notoriously messy, I don't even want to say debauched band. It was just a messy, messy band. And I remember when I joined Modest Mouth thinking, wow, I joined the other band that's as wild as we are. There's two of them, and I've been in both of them now. But anyway, Someday was right on the verge of being released. And we were at the end of the six-week tour, and we all know how the messiness stacks up over the course of six weeks. And we had just played the Celebrity Theater in Tempe, Arizona. And the show was over. Pete was already off stage. We were actually on Pete's bus, and we were watching Smith's videos. I was really wasted. Granddaddy being what Granddaddy was, we had run out of alcohol on Pete's bus. So I was going to walk back over to the Granddaddy bus. This is an illustration of uh, what state Granddaddy was in at that point. The opener definitely was more stock than the headliner. We probably spent the majority of our earnings on booze, but... Um, I was going to walk back over to the Granddaddy bus, re-up, and then head back over to Pete's bus to resume watching Smith's live videos. So as I'm stepping off, there's this dude who was part of uh, the team, and by no means was this deliberate, but because I was as wasted as he was, he gave me kind of a jocular, and let's go ahead and spell that J-O-C-K, <laughs> a bro-y, like, hey, you're wasted, shove as I was exiting Pete's bus. What happened consequently was that my imbalanced state prohibited me from absorbing said jocular shove. And I just remember looking down at the stairs that was right at the exit of Pete's bus going like, oh shit. Like I'm going toward the ground. I will always be convinced that skateboarding teaches you nearly everything that you need to know about your life. And in this case, it taught me like, you make your living playing guitar, get your hands out of the way from this five-foot distance that you're about to, like, meet the ground at. So I uh, pulled my hands back, got them behind my back, hit my shoulder. When I hit my shoulder, I realized that the semi that was carrying our gear, the production truck, was leaving, and I was now between the front and the rear axles of the truck traveling however fast. And Whoa. I was about ready to get run over. So I rolled out of the way as quickly as I possibly could and didn't quite get out of the way in time 
the rear wheels of the passenger side of the truck rolled over. I still have the shirt. They rolled over my right shoulder, and I tilted my head to the left. I remember hearing this sound that was just like this, like, which was, I think, a lot of the upper bone and musculature of my body repositioning itself. Like, you can still see the tire tracks on this shirt, and it's like the angle and the distance from my neck, judging by the tire tracks, was such that, yeah, had I not moved my head, I would have gotten my head crushed. I guess I know what shock feels like. I was, I was in shock. And so I got up and I remember I got on my ass and I was trying to prop myself up with my right arm, which is the one that had just gotten run over. And it just kept collapsing because there was what they call severe hematoma in my bicep. So like that muscle system had just kind of liquefied or something. And so I couldn't prop myself up. My friend, Scotty Diablo, he actually saw me get run over. So he hauls ass back to the granddaddy bus and they were like, there's been a bad accident. Jim got run over. So then there's all these people surrounding me, and I had somebody give me a cigarette, which is like the wisest thing you can do. And there's a dude named Pete who also works for Pete Young. He's like, he's terribly injured. I need everybody to just take a few steps back. And he's like, Jim, you might want to put that cigarette out. I don't feel like you should be smoking right now. <laughs> so. Everybody's like, there's an ambulance on the way. And I do remember saying this over and over again, even though I was in shock. I was like, I don't need a fucking ambulance, man. I'm fine. Like the severity of the injury had not been processed at all yet. So I said that to him, like, no, you're definitely going to the hospital. I went to the hospital in an ambulance. Aaron Birch from Granddaddy rode with me and they x-rayed me. And I remember them saying like, are you sure you got run over by a semi? <laughs> oh yeah. For absolute certain. Like I was kind of about my wits at that point. I was like, yeah, I got run over. And so this was the extent of my injury. The tip of each scapula, the skin had been worn down to bone. The right oh, scapula boy. had three hairline fractures that were, like, exactly horizontal. My ribs were really badly bruised. And then the severe hematoma in my right arm. So anyway, they're, they're like, I don't know what to tell you. You're super, super lucky to be alive. And you're free to go if you want to. There's not much we can do for you. There was a show up fourth and B that night, which I actually missed because I couldn't move my arm laterally away from my body to get it over a guitar. It would just hang at the side of my body. By the next day, we played a like kind of a secret show with Elliot Smith and Early Mart. And by that day, I figured out that if I sat down and I rested my Stratocaster basically against my crotch and then just used my wrist and not the rest of my arm to play, then I could play with the basically doing the Steve Harris from Iron Maiden like the the guitar yeah. pointing out at the audience so I'm probably I bet I can say with complete confidence that I'm the only rock and roller that nearly got killed by his gear leaving the venue and survived 
counseling. I don't want to get too like dogmatic about it, but that was honestly the beginning of like a profound shift in my life. Because it was just like, man, you can't be this fucked up anymore. Thanks to Jim for the story. Tune in to our next episode featuring Creed Bratton of The Grassroots and, of course, The Office. Visit us at ruinousmedia.com slash two stars. Seems clear that my place cornered in a state of firm Stay